0: All right, welcome to a new episode of Gone Rogue. Uh, It's Kate and Greg here again, which is awesome because there's the odd solo episode, but I always prefer doing them with Greg. You always have such valuable input. Thanks.
1: Yeah, you got to pin me down on a weekend and just be like, hey, we're doing it.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what happened this weekend. You were napping and I was like, the podcast is ready to go get here now. (laughs) But it worked. Also, I realized last interview that we did with you, which was the two-parter, We missed out an entire section of your life.
1: I don't know whether it's a whole section.
0: I feel like it's an important detail. Greg was also a DJ. Yeah. (laughs) That was important.
1: It was just a side story part.
0: Well, I think it also probably was a bit of a vehicle for some of the more dodgy things that you did. No.
1: No? No. That was a different... I was done being dodgy by that point.
0: Oh, really? Mm. Were you into fitness at that point? Yeah, okay, so you were doing late nights DJing with the boys, Mm -hmm. making sure they didn't kill themselves, and then getting up at 3 a.m.
1: Yep.
0: I'm so surprised you burnt out. seems strange.
1: It's weird. still haven't figured it out. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, we're going to talk about specifically butt stuff. It's something that I've touched on as we've been going through some more sexy things in past episodes, and um, I felt like it needed an entire episode dedicated to it. So we're going to talk about butt stuff. I figured that we would break this into parts and segment it and make it make sense. And so one of the questions I get with butt stuff, and I think it might specifically be with butt plugs. I get a lot of people asking why, like what what's the point of it? What does it actually do? And I think that people maybe underestimate the power of the anus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs>
0: And all the opportunities for fun and pleasure and good feelings. And there's a whole lot of nerve endings in there. And it's also in the same area as your pelvic floor. And there's a lot of muscles that can contract in that area. Um, But yeah, I think that people, maybe it's because it sits inside the butt and just stays there. You know, like specifically when you're talking about
1: butt plugs. Yeah, and like people don't understand the like bearing down and like something to compress against. Mm.
0: And then I also think maybe maybe anal's got a bit of a bad rep because it's something that a lot of men really want and a lot of women are really like not interested in. Or at least that's the kind of vibe I've heard about it. I only had one friend in uni that was like, I fucking love anal. (laughs) And I was like, oh, she's just... Like, she's just saying that out loud to get attention from the guys. Like, what, a I, <laughs> what a slut. What a slut. meanwhile, I'm there, like, wishing that I was able to do what she was doing. Um, but, yeah, I remember hearing that and just being like, I, I literally assumed that she was just trying to get attention by saying that she was really into anal. It didn't cross my mind that woman could actually enjoy anal. It always seemed like a thing that men would pressure women to doing because men wanted to fuck the other hole that they could see. And it was a bit taboo and probably kind of naughty. And only the, only the sluts did it. So men would try and slutify the people that they were with. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't smile at me like that. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's um, definitely one of those things where maybe it's not perceived as something that you can get pleasure from. It's like almost, it's almost something that the giver is getting pleasure from rather than the receiver potentially.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I, I remember growing up and like I was never really that into it. Like because a lot of the time girls I was with weren't into it. Mm. And so like it would come up and they're like, Oh no, like either either they if they had done it, it was only because like someone had like pressured them into it kind of thing and then it generally wasn't a good experience for a lot of people. Yeah. So um. a lot of people were like Oh yeah, I've tried it, but it wasn't rap. great. Or like, oh yeah, like I would do it if you're into it, or like that kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to. Like, I'm very like pleasure driven. So it was like, if someone's like, ah, I'll do it if you're into it. It's like that. That for me is not hot.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: someone just like doing it because they think I want it. Um, so yeah, I think that is that was the perspective for me when I was younger, and even till like you know through my twenties as well, where it was like, yeah, that was kind of the vibe from it.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of like, I remember feeling like there was a bit of pressure to do it and not really wanting to do it. But for no other reason than I, then it was just super foreign and I'd never done it before and I didn't really understand it. And it was like, you're not meant to put stuff in there. Hmm. (laughs) Like that's the hole that things come out, don't go in.
1: But I think socially that was normal. Like I've heard people talk about like, you know, in the 80s, 90s kind of thing, it was like if you met a chick that did it, it was like, holy fuck. Like Mm -hmm. it was the like, holy shit, this chick's a slut. Like, because nobody did it. Whereas now, like, not to say like everybody does it, but like it's very normalized now. So I think that socially that has changed a lot over the last 30, 40 years from how it's viewed in society where it was like, it was probably a thing that like sex workers did or like...
0: Well, I think it was probably common practice for gay people and in the 80s it was like you know anal sex was sex like Mm. it it became so much such a a a practice which you know probably led to some good and bad things but it it certainly would have normalized it or at least made it a more common practice Mm. and then it's you cannot avoid it on porn now yeah like you absolutely cannot avoid it
1: i think porn normalizes a lot of those things like yeah i think there's a lot of like I've always wondered a lot with porn whether it's like whether the kink or whether the taboo thing you know surfaces first or whether porn is actually the vehicle that Pushing creates it. it you know there's like and not to go on a big tangent about porn but you look now at like all the porn about like you can't get away from like step something porn oh, yeah. it's everywhere and it's like so people end up watching it because it's like it's hard to go on porn up and almost not end up watching that in a way where it's everywhere so it's like I I've, I've watched that not because it's something I'm like, ooh, like I'm going to find that, but you almost end up watching it because that's there, so it's like then that drives more and more of it because yeah, yeah, I've always wondered like what comes first. And with anal, to tie it back to that, it's like, you know, did did seeing it in porn drive it as more of a fetish that created almost like that was where it became prevalent first? Mm. Like, was it that people started to see it in porn that then they're like Oh, I want to do it, and women seeing it important, going, "Oh, I should, you know, I mm. want to start trying it." Letting them
0: make that, yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine that something that is taboo that then becomes popularized probably goes through that process of it being maybe on the outskirts of sexual pleasure mm. and play, in in real life as well as online, mm. and then eventually, if enough people can get access to it online, it picks up speed and and mm. kind of gains momentum and then suddenly it's it's everywhere and it's mm. fucking stepbrother stepmom stepsister fucking <laughs> everywhere mm. so i'm sure and i mean it would be hard to really make a conclusion that's like totally bang on because the way that people watch porn has changed so much as well mm. it's like i mean people didn't have porn hub mm. 15 years ago like it's it's very quick and easy to access whatever the fuck you want to watch now mm. Okay, back to anal, mm. all over porn, all over everywhere. Not as not as stigmatized. Still, I think not a super common practice. Um, yeah, my mic's super loud. I'm gonna just dial mine down a little bit. Um, but something that I think people are including in their playtime, and there's a lot of toys now that give you access to that without necessarily having to do anal. And that was my first introduction to butt stuff. I didn't do anal, but I started playing with butt plugs. And I remember somebody being like, wow, you've not done anal, but you play with butt plugs. Like butt plugs were like a super hardcore toy. Mm. And I was like, even I felt that, even I felt like butt plugs were kind of a little bit, I was embarrassed to have them. Like Mm. it was kind of a little bit more out there, Um, but, when I reflected on it, I was like, well, actually, when you think about having something in your butt, something large moving in your ass from someone else putting it in there, like that's a very <laughs> aggressive step mm. to take compared to – um Stainless steel, silicon, whatever kind of little plug that you can have in multiple different sizes. So you can get pretty small, put it in, leave it in. Mm. It just stays there. It's just kind of ex- expanding a hole a little bit and you can contract down on it. Like yeah. it, it kind of doesn't do anything, which is a nice way to, as a someone who's starting to explore with it, I think it was actually probably the right step for me to take. And maybe anal would have been a negative experience for me if I hadn't done some of that stuff that was yeah, it was, it was easy to control. It was, um, much less fiddly and didn't obviously require anyone else to be there. I could kind of play with it on my own. And then once it was in, it was in. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, the other thing about why people might do butt stuff is also, I I know we've kind of talked about like people not understanding the pleasure but there there's nerve endings in your anus um and then there's also the p spot for men which is like the male g spot so it's your prostate gland did do a little googling sits right above the bladder i believe above or below the bladder so it's like right in there so you can you can get to it from the outside if you rub the the spot between the ball sack and the butthole you rub that perineum Rub on there, press on there, put a little pressure on there, even put a bit of pressure on the butthole, like without actually inserting anything, you can massage it kind of indirectly. But the best way to get there is just fucking get something up into the anus. And you know, I was listening to a podcast, the Aubrey Marcus podcast I was telling you about. Mm. There's a sex podcast. It's pretty old. But uh, he was talking about giving himself a prostate massage. Mm. He's like, I've never done butt stuff, but I went there on my own. It wasn't super sexy, but I gave myself a prostate massage and it was kind of okay. And, but it took, you know, I think it, <laughs> it was a big step for him as mm. I imagine it is for a lot of guys. Um, and he was like, yeah, it was, it was what it was and it was okay. And I survived and I'm here to tell the tale. And it's all cool. Like, you know, nothing's mm. changed. So, um, that was kind of interesting to hear that, but yeah, so you can access the the P spot or the male G spot, same thing. If you heard G spot, P spot, it's just the same thing for guys. Um, Then there's also, we've sort of said bearing down or contracting. If you've got something inside you, you can contract around it. So in terms of like, you know... I actually, do you remember me telling you about that male sex coach? And he was like, yeah, when you wear toe spreaders, it makes mm. your orgasm better because it holds the muscles apart. Mm. And I was like, no, it doesn't dude. it. It gives you something to contract on. Mm. It fills the void. It fills the space so that mm. when you squeeze your feet together, you can uh, contract more aggressively. Mm. It gives you something to grab. It's like grabbing a stress ball. Mm. Same thing with your butthole.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like it's spreaders. like if you, even if you put your finger in your, the palm of your hand and squeeze it versus just trying to squeeze your hand shut.
0: Everybody listening is now squeezing. Yeah. Like even that, two I feel Ooh. like you
1: can get a lot more tension on your hand if you squeeze your finger versus just trying to squeeze that. So it just doesn't feel the same. It feels different.
0: Yeah. So you can create different types, different degrees of contraction when you have, Items in your bum hole, in the same way that you would in your vagina. Like when you have a cock, a toy, whatever, in your pussy, you contract around that, and I think a lot of people can experience really intense orgasms when they have something inside themselves. Myself included. The other reason is it creates variety. Like I think that's probably one of the most simple things. It's like, it's a little bit fun. It might be a little bit out of the normal practice. You probably don't do it all the time, but it's an option there that if you want to do something different, if you want to do something a little bit more special. And extra sexy and extra slutty. Like, I kind of like stuff that makes you feel a little bit more slutty and naughty. I enjoy the taboo element of it Hmm. and being like, yeah, fuck my asshole.
1: (laughs) I just imagine people like sitting there listening to this, eating their breakfast or something. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, some
0: people play it in the gym while they're training, Hmm. just on the bike. (laughs) But, there's something about it. Anything where you can play that, play up that slutty side, like that slutty, my mm. inner slut. anytime that I can play and lean into her, my I used to call her my pleasure slut. Mm. I still love that name, my pleasure slut. Any time I can play into that pleasure slut energy, I love it. And I think anal is one of those things where whether it's a toy, whether it's actual anal, I just I really enjoy that little bit of taboo around it.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, you know, if I think as a guy or, or for me personally the things that i find hot in that are like if someone's like yep i love it it feels great like i want it or the other side of like people almost like i think i've talked about it before on the podcast like playing into that sort of power dynamic thing of like someone giving you access to their whole body and being Mm. like you can take me however you want and you can have whatever you want like almost that just like them yeah handing themselves over that sort of more sub sort of mindset of like door you want like there's no limits kind of thing like there's something about that that definitely is like okay like i've got access to all of that
0: (laughs) stop looking at me like that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think there's a lot around just the ideas around it you know it becomes a, a bit of a mental thing um i think the same thing i've i've found that thinking about other men like other men playing with toys in their ass putting stuff in their ass like there's something really fun to me about it because mm. I know it pushes so many boundaries. Mm. And I typically am not aggressive or forceful, but I I often will suggest it. And it'll just be like a... You know, if we're chatting um and we're talking about sex, it's usually a, hey, you into butt stuff, brackets, giving and or receiving. Mm. Just to get an idea of like, a lot of the time they're like, yep, I'm into giving. Haven't really done a lot of receiving, but I'm open to it. that's mm. That's probably the most common response. Then I have had, oftentimes actually with couples, where the guy is like, the girl speaking on behalf of the guy is like yeah he's absolutely not into butt stuff mm. do not go near it don't touch it don't even fucking look at it mm. <laughs> and i'm like man okay like i don't know there's something that but happens there's girls with like that as well yeah i suppose that's true and i just mm. haven't been exposed to them but yes yeah, so there's people that can be hard hard line about mm. it and then there's other people that are like i just don't have experience with mm. it but yeah so i'm always interested in, in playing with it um side story you're about to say something
1: i was about to I was just going to say, I think there's a few different categories of people. Like, there's there's people that have never tried it because they're like, no, absolutely not. And maybe that is from a, <clears throat> um, say, like the taboo side or something like that. They just feel like, oh, that's not something they want to do. There's definitely then people that have tried it and they had either a painful or bad experience where someone's, like, rushed the process or not been, you know, careful with them. So then they're like, I've done it and absolutely not. I think th- then I've met some girls that are, like, had a bad experience, but... They're still open to trying again, kind of thing. And obviously, people enjoy it. So I think, like, there's, you know, people that are like, no, absolutely not, because they've had a bad experience. And it's like, yeah, you know, just thinking about either for guys listening to this, like, you know, obviously, if you hurt someone in that way or you cause pain, like, they're probably not going to want to do it again, Mm. (laughs) like with anything. So, you know, if you do have a partner that is open to trying and they haven't, Take your time because otherwise, you know, that you're going to create almost like this lifelong objection to, like, oh no, that, mm. that equals bad and that's painful. And particularly with something where there is like tension or almost like you need to really relax to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Having a painful experience up front is going to make next time, you know, much, much worse if, if someone does want to try it again.
0: Mm. Um, so, my side story is I was talking to this guy. And very early on was like, oh, I'm really into guys' asses. (laughs) Also, love pegging people. (laughs) And I was like, can I peg you? And he was like, yeah, okay, fuck it, I'm down. (laughs) And then we were trying to meet up and like, I think I bailed twice on him. Once because... I can't remember why I think I was just like I'm tired oh he he was meant to meet up with me after work and then he got held up at work and I was like yeah nah you're about an hour too late I'm gonna go to bed so I kind of bailed on him there and then second time I bailed because I was sick and then third time he ghosted me I was so bummed ghosted me but I think he got scared
1: of being so bummed (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my
0: god bummed out Okay, so next section prep couple things. I actually spoke about this one on the previous episode about the beef eater move, and I don't think you've listened to that episode, have you? I think
1: just before you move on, just one last thing on the like the front bit um <clears throat> i I was listening to a guy talk at one point about toys, like for guys, like for anal, and um something that he'd mentioned was like movement versus not movement mm. and and for for people either thinking about trying it or particularly for guys like if the thought of like being fucked in the ass is not you're like oh god no like that's a lot like
0: you just uh, have all these visuals of what you've seen in porn and you're yeah like, oh my like
1: god. you know I, and and so that was like really early on for me like and i was like oh okay like because i had tried had had people try and like put a finger in my butt and like they would, they wouldn't move it a lot or like and it, it was almost distracting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a lot. Like I can't focus on like, particularly if it's during fucking them or whatever, like where I was like, Oh, well like, hang on. There's a lot going on there. Um, and then that was when I'm like, oh, okay. So I kind of started out with trying things where it was static and there was no movement and it was far less distracting.
0: All right. We're actually going to talk more about that. Um, The first thing that I wanted to discuss was the pre-prep prep, prep, which is fucking short fingernails. I mentioned that on the last episode. This is for vaginas and buttholes. Cut your fingernails, ladies and gentlemen. Lube. Have a shit ton of lube available. Um, Spit will not suffice. Like, spit will not be enough. And then if you are using lube, you're most likely going to have to probably top up throughout the occasion. And then the third thing is cleanliness and it's not that you have to like be hyper clean I think everybody should prepare themselves for a little bit of mess during anal like just like in sex it gets sweaty it gets luby it gets juicy like it's just gonna be a little bit messy and I think anal I think people are really terrified of like oh no like what if poop comes out and it's like I you just gonna have to let go of some of that control and you, you're going to have to, and look, if you are really terrified or if you have a real big problem with it, you can douche. You can actually clean your whole entire asshole out or at least shower before you do any butt stuff. Um, and get a little, get your own finger in there that can kind of be part of your warm up process. Um, and just make sure everything is clean. My number one tip is I do not do anal immediately after a meal. Like I don't do butt stuff. Sometimes I could probably do like a butt plug, but like I just feel super uncomfortable if I've eaten. So if you're on fucking date night, number one rule for date night is fuck first. Do not fuck second. Not food, then sex. Not food, then fornication. Has to be fornication first. (laughs) You absolutely need to either do it before you eat or wait like it's kind of like I do with training. I don't I don't train immediately after eating. I wait 2 hours. It's got to be 2 hours. 2 hours on the dot. If I train literally 90 minutes after eating, I'm like I feel sick. This is awful. This is gross.
1: That could be a block for a lot of people like I suppose like if for some people um I suppose the process of going out on a date mm-hmm. is almost like the lead up to then sex. Um so yeah, I think that that could be actually something for people that yeah, to to be try and figure out of. how they yeah. how they're going to fit that around. And
0: the only way I've been able to work around that is eating really basic foods and eating mm. pretty light. Yeah, I, like I tend to be the kind of person that I actually don't need as much of a warm up in terms of like I'm not too super freaked out about it being gross and like I'm not I'm not a super clean. <laughs> I'm making myself sound awful. I'm not like a hyper clean freak kind of person. Mm. I don't get grossed out easily. Like, I'm kind of like, look, if you're going to go there, this is part, like, this comes with the territory, buddy. Like, <laughs> so, like, I don't feel like I need to have a massive warm up. And I can often kind of s- not skip steps, but I can go through them c- pretty quickly. But the food thing for me, I'm a bit more picky about, like, if I feel really full. Um, but yeah, you can do it if you've eaten something basic. Um, yeah it probably just depends you, you you i think that's the kind of thing where like people know their bodies and mm. just you know if you're absolutely full of like i don't know some kind of massive amazing highly spiced meal <laughs> waddling out the door like
1: uh, maybe, maybe not, maybe the not tonight night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been with people where like they absolutely wouldn't unless they'd fully prepped like mm. used a douche like done all that like otherwise it was like absolutely not um you know, and, and yeah, so some people are on that end of it. Some people are like, and I think that I've been with different people that are, I'll say, there's no mess at all. Mm. And it's not even a thing that, you know, you'd need to think about, deal with or anything. And some people that it is. And yeah, like say, it's just one of those things where you kind of comes at the territory.
0: <laughs> I remember playing with you. <laughs> we were like, this was your birthday trip. Your first birthday trip. Mm. We met in September. Your birthday is November. So we're like two months in. (laughs) We went away for a weekend getaway. And like at this point, we're having sex like 11 times a day. (laughs) And we were like, we had, thank God, we have these little waterproof portable sheets. Okay. This is probably going to be the best piece of advice for anyone who likes to have messy sex. We, or I, I'm going to fucking take all the credit for this. I went and bought a waterproof sheet. Now, it's from the kids department. <laughs> go to like Kmart or Target or some like whatever department store. Go to the kids section and go and get a waterproof bassinet fitted sheet. So they're like maybe a meetle long by like a half a meter wide or something like that kind of small for baby kids cots or baby's beds. And I just cut the fitted sheet portion off the edge of it. So the top of it is the waterproof portion and then the sides fold around the mattress and they're not waterproof it's just a mesh material with elastic so I just literally cut that off I've bought three since we've been together and we just pull them out anytime that things are getting a little bit more messy Um, another best thing ever because you can have a waterproof mattress protector under the sheets or on the bed but they're pretty big you have to wash them after every time they take like they're just massive Um, and if you're putting it under the sheet then you will also have to wash your sheets so there's a whole process that goes with that so having this little water waterproof like portable like it's kind of a towel but it will not soak through which towels work but they will typically if you're getting real wild it it will it will go through the towel to the sheets and then onto the mattress so these waterproof sheets are bulletproof they're the best thing ever we take them away on holiday we take them to hotels whatever so we pulled this one out and thank god we had it because i remember at the end of the session and there was a lot of butt stuff going on you were just like hey you should probably go take a shower (laughs)
1: Just, just get off and the I just and like, go. and
0: like I was totally unaware of what was going on down there. I can't see anything, and I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> oh no!" And I just remember being like, "I'm not even gonna look." Oh no, I think I took it with me into the shower. Yeah, yeah I was like, "Ah, yeah," I got really embarrassed, and I was like, "I'm taking this." <laughs> I was like, "You just forget anything that happened from about thirty seconds and beyond. Thirty seconds ago and beyond." Um,
1: and just to mention as well, like with your little, um, whatever you call them, splash, but like those little. Little bassinet blanket things. The other one is um, splash blanket as well. So we've got one of those. They come from like small sizes all the way up to like giant king size bed kind of sizes as well. So they look a little bit more, I think, nice.
0: I like a throw. They're yeah, like a fluffy throw. Yeah,
1: they they actually look. They're they're the same. They're purpose built for sex mess. <laughs> squirting and things and it's like so yeah check them out as well their instagram splash blanket mm, so it's yeah. yeah just another option but yeah they are much nicer probably more expensive than those like little options but they are something that you could kind of just have like laying around in your bed or on your lounge that look like they're just part of like you could have it over the lounge like a normal that's i think yeah. people
0: use them for animals as well actually i don't know if that particular brand people do but it's the same thing it's like waterproof yeah. animal blankets and things for yeah. the couch um that one's fluffy too. So, if you're someone who gets cold uh, and has to wear things like socks when they're playing or having sex or just needs something around their body, those ones are the fluffiest, softest, best things ever. And I've definitely needed them occasionally when I'm like, I'm fucking freezing, but I want to have sex. So, that fun. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think just the, the being ready and food and timing are kind of important and um, just being conscious of that, whether you're the one receiving or you're the one giving. Um, All right. So in terms of actually getting started, you just explained, hey, is it going to be movement or is it going to be non-movement? And so that would probably dictate the type of toys you might be using, because if it's non-movement, you're probably going to be using things like butt plugs. Mm. So the non-movement portion is such a great entry point in terms of butt play. You can, uh, by the way, like I would highly recommend everybody plays with it on themselves because you will be the most relaxed Um, before potentially doing it with a partner or a hookup or something like that. Like that was me. I was single, so I didn't have like someone that I could trust to experiment with. So I kind of just played a fair bit on my own first. Um, Once you've kind of got your eyes on what butt plugs there are, there's silicone, which is going to be a little bit softer. Then there's glass and seal, which are going to be firmer, which I prefer now. Like we typically just use steel butt plugs and there's lots of different sizes I would literally get probably two or three different sizes start with something small and have a couple that go up in size progressively because what can often happen is you'll start with something small once you relax and feel comfortable with that you'll be able to level up like it happens very quickly because you just need to relax you'll often feel tense when you first start playing with it and then once you kind of get used to it and you adjust to it you'll be able to kind of go up in size so
1: they actually make um you can get like just on love honey or something like that like um like ones that come with like three sizes like like training training kit kind of things where it has like a really small one up to like a medium one even like you know i'll say a bigger one but still not anything crazy and out of hand but like yeah i think they're probably good for people to start with like find the smallest one you can to start with
0: Yeah. Just something like, I think especially if there are girls trying to get their partners into it, like something really small, uh, like, I think that's all you really need. It's often enough. It's sort of a similar size to like a finger, I think. Um, and then if you want to start getting more aggressive, you can get like really cool bubble shaped stainless steel ones or glass dildos that are bubbles. What I would avoid is toys. And I've said this before as well, the glass or stainless steel toys that have bumps and veins and spots and patterns and stuff on them. Like there's a lot of glass ones that have all the patterns. I personally hate them. I really don't like them. They feel awful in my butt. (laughs) Like uh, there's something that just feels like it's scratchy glass and pointy and horrible. Even if they look smooth and they feel smooth to your fingers, in your butt might feel totally different. So I would probably lean towards something smooth. And then if you do go for more pattern stuff, go for the stuff that's big patterns rather than really fine patterns, unless you are ready to play with it, experiment, and then judge for yourself if you like it or not. Um, So those would be stuff that you would just plug in and leave. The only other thing I'll say, I've had silicon toys and they, you always need a butt plug that has some kind of a anchor that stays on the outside of your body so the steel and the glass butt plugs will have like almost plugs that sit on the outside edge often they'll have like jewels in them it's just like a big flat circle and then the butt plug the insertable portion will point out from that with silicon ones I've had rings like silicon rings attached to the end so it's kind of like it's like a dummy like it kind of you have like a little hook um I've been fucked and it's pushed in a little bit before and the guy fucking me freaked out and I was like, it's fine. Like I was able to pull it out, but you could certainly get into a position where that could fold and push in and then you might have to dig it out or have someone dig it out for you. so just being conscious of like hey what kind of end does it have on it you want something that's going to stay out um so something that's a significant size so it can't just slide in um so yeah just being conscious of that just being aware of it and so both parties are just paying attention to make sure that nothing goes in further than it should do especially if you get into it things might be a bit more rough you might be super relaxed and aroused things might just open up and <laughs> then your whole you, everything gets sucked in it's like a black hole <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it can be a little trap that like a trap. grabs things and wants to pull them closer. <laughs>
0: okay, stuff that moves. So, dildos or strap-ons. Um, strap-ons are probably a little bit more aggressive. I haven't seen a ton. So, with the strap-ons, you can get strap-ons where you can swap out the dildo that you're using, and what's really cool is you can get dildos that look like penises, and then you can get dildos that don't that are just like they're just I don't know shaped. Like a, is it even a phallus shape if it's not meant to look like a penis? It's just a cylindrical silicon thing, yeah. And it's very plain, it doesn't have like a cut penis head on the end of it, or Mm. veins, or skin color. Like, there's
1: like I'm looking on the ground near your desk, and there's like a permanent marker on the floor, (laughs) like kind of that shape. Like, that's kind of where they start is like just the shape of like a, a you know, a permanent marker, the thickness of your thumb, straight silicon and that's it there's no yeah like and i think for guys like if you're a girl and you go to your boyfriend you're like hey can i try and put this in your butt and you pull out a penis shaped thing <laughs> with balls yeah to like yeah it. veiny Wanna penis try this, babe? you know i think for a lot of guys that'll be like oh no like i'm good like because that's i think back to the, some of the taboo stuff like or, or just for guys it's like there are some guys that i think have a reaction to like oh i don't want a penis in my butt
0: yeah i'm not into cocks yeah. and that's yeah. why they so won't do like, anal when yeah. they're two totally different things yeah
1: yeah so trying to separate that to like i think make sure like hey i'm not offering to like put this penis shaped thing in your butt because for some guys that's like well that does that mean i'm gay if i have something this shaped like mm. a penis in my butt so mm. yeah like just something that's not penis like
0: Yeah. So you can find lots of different toys, the strap on, um, the strap on material that goes around your thighs and waist, you kind of have to put it on like underwear and it straps on and you want it tight. I've found a Silicon set. That's really cool. It's by the brand Adam and Eve, and it has a blue dildo that attaches onto it. That one's much more cock like. Um, so when using other toys, there's one that you can swap the dildo in and out. Um, it's just a little bit harder to secure. Like it just, it's just a material strap that, tightens up with like a I don't know what the attachment is but um it yeah it just it's it probably just moves it's not as it's, it's not as fixed as the Adam and Eve toy that I've got. So the one that you can detach the dildo and swap them out, it's useful. Um but at the same time it will move a little bit more so it can be <laughs> it can just mean that it's more work for for whoever's wearing the strap on is essentially all that it means. It doesn't mean it's less or, or more pleasurable for the other person receiving it. But just being aware that different strap ons will do different things.
1: And I just thought about something else about the whole like pen shape thing. Like to be inclusive, like also girls that are um only into women mm. uh, I'm, I'm assuming that penis shaped things are probably for them that might not be that approachable either so to be more inclusive I'll say for just people that don't like penises or penis shaped things
0: Boom, there you go. But there you still go. want to put stuff in their butt Yeah. I have a really cool very beautiful glass wand that did. I did not enjoy having in my pussy so it's kind of perfect for a butt play It has like a big bulb on the end and that's kind of what you can hold in your hand and then you can kind of play with that. Um, So that's the other thing. I think, you know, if you're looking to peg and you want to go all the way and wear the strap on and do that thing, it's super hot and it's super fun. But you don't necessarily have to make that the way that you create the, the movement category of butt play. You could just have the toy and be playing with that without necessarily having to fuck it, fuck your boyfriend or fuck this person's ass with it attached to your hips you can just use your hand or you can you know so so that would be something to just be conscious of like it doesn't have to be butt plug or strap on those are not the two options that we're saying here there's so many in-betweens there's a lot of playing in and out with butt plugs and then there's a lot of hey more static movement with the dildo that you would potentially also wear a strap on so you can use these toys in so many different ways don't feel like the way that we're describing it is the only way to do it
1: yeah, and I, I think that you're going to get to this next, but just external butt play as well. Um, it doesn't need to be penetrative, our options.
0: That's exactly what we should get to next, Greg. Over, over
1: <laughs> to
0: you, Kate okay, so we've gone through why you might want to try it, the prep that you would potentially consider doing, and then just some of the toys that you've got on option. Um, but you also don't even need toys. Your starting point would probably just be lube and short fingernails. <laughs> and a clean butthole and you're kind of good to rock and roll so with starting one just always lube like I've had guys try to fucking fuck my ass without lube I've had guys put fingers I'm just like it's not okay it's not comfortable it's not nice think of it as the equivalent as a toothy blowjob okay we need to start talking about that (laughs) don't do anything with butts without lube Um, everyone should carry lube everyone should BYO lube to hookups whatever just like always have lube You might start with pressure on the butthole and that could just be rubbing or it could be rimming with your mouth. So if you're eating ass, you might just be like going around the outside edges of the ass, looking up and down, making circles, doing whatever fun kind of shapes you want to do. You know, that movement that I was talking about, the spell coconut with your hips Mm -hmm. when you're fucking someone. So I saw this tip on TikTok and this girl was like, if you don't know what to do on top, Spell the word coconut with your hips. And I was like, that is possibly the most awful advice ever. But do you know what? If you spelt the word coconut with your tongue on someone's butthole, I reckon that would be good. Greg's standing up right now spelling coconut with his hips.
1: (laughs) I I remember growing up and people talking about how to give good oral to women and it being to go through the alphabet with your tongue. Mm. I never tried it, but mm. I don't think that's good <laughs> advice at all. <laughs> I think that if that's Ooh. what you start trying to do, someone would be like, what are you doing? By the time <laughs> you even got to like the letter E.
0: Just on A, they'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> he, he's also now trying to spell the alphabet with his tongue. That, it's my my, I'm my kind tongue of would it. get
1: really tired. Well, maybe like, you that's need a, a stronger tongue. That's wolf. a lot of like different weird shapes to Anyway. <laughs> Back
0: to the butt stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like potentially eating ass, rimming, and just finger pressure on the outside, especially for someone who's brand new to these things. I think thinking of women who've not never done any butt stuff, and thinking of men who who are potentially really just beginning to open up to it. Um, and then you might go one step further, and that might be when you actually start inserting a finger, and it could be just a tip of a pinky finger. And hang on, hang on, you can go next. And it might just be put it in and leave it in. Don't move. Don't do anything. Just let someone relax. They'll be pretty conscious of the fact that something's just been put in their bum and they'll need to just relax. Yes, Greg?
1: Something that we should have said in the like, must-haves before you progress like lube, consent.
0: That would have been really good.
1: <laughs> uh, so before you do any of this, like obviously check in with your partner. Ask like along the way of like, hey, like, can I touch you here? Or talk about it beforehand, like Kate said before, like discuss it before. But yeah, I think just making, going, hey, like, is this okay? Can I do this? Or like along the way, don't just like sneaky, like, push a finger in there while you're fucking someone. Don't just start playing with them there. Cause some people do have a real, like, that's a boundary for a lot of people. So I would always say discuss it beforehand is generally what I would do. Um, Know, check in with them, but then progressively consent along the way to make sure people are comfortable, they're okay. Even if they've said yes to it and you start doing it, make sure you ask them, like, hey, how's it feeling? Is this good? Are you okay? Can I keep going? Mm. Check in, consent, do it. Yeah, That's and I think sometimes time.
0: the opposition to consent is that it feels sterile and it feels forced and it feels uncomfortable. But I think it's just that you don't know how to do consent well. Mm. So I think, you know, it doesn't have to be like, is it okay if I do XYZ? I think it can also be like, hey, are you into anal? Like, does that kind of do it for you? Maybe as you're starting to play, like as you're starting to kiss, make out, like, or I mean, you know, like you said, my goal is to always be talking about sex before I even consider going into a bedroom with someone. Like, I'm like, I want to kind of know what you're into and what you're down for and what the boundaries are and, and and have that list almost and be able to give my list. But yeah, I think in the bedroom, it's like consent is like, hey, are you into this? Hey, what is what do you like? And and making it a bit of dirty talk, whispering it in someone's ear and like, and making it something that can be done kind of casually and not like... Yeah, I just think that people can often be put off based on the idea of it would break the, the excitement, it would break the intimacy, it would break the fun. And it's like, no, what would break the fun is touching someone's ass when they don't want to have their ass touched. Um, it's like, I remember reading, actually, it went around the internet a while ago, that was like, for anyone, for men who don't understand, say they don't understand consent, try sticking, up, sticking a finger up their ass and they'll really quickly understand consent.
1: Like you didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you could do that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just a really it doesn't have to be like a stop turn the lights on, sit down across from me and be like, "Hey, we need to talk." I think <laughs> go it, through the it, checklist. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: I think the enthusiastic consent thing is like when I first got kind of exposed to that, like having someone say like, "Fuck, yes." Mm. You know, it's super hot. Like if you like if you're like, "Hey, d- like does that feel good?" and someone's like, "Fuck, yes it does." Mm. So it's like You know, on on both sides of it, it's like, be, you know, obviously, if you're responding to someone's consent request, you know, question, be enthusiastic. Like, if it's something that's a fuck yes, like, say fuck yes, Um, you know, but if it's not, then it's probably a no, was kind Mm -hmm. of how I got exposed to that. So, yeah, I think make it fun, make it playful. And if you're the one asking, ask it like it's dirty talk. And if you're responding... Mm -hmm. Respond to it like it's dirty talk. Fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Get in there. Stop it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were actually just discussing with someone last night. We did a Curious Creatures workshop. It was actually online because it was during COVID. Uh, We did it in Melbourne. And one of the first things that we did with this workshop was practiced saying thanks, but no thanks. And I think everybody should be ready to say no. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's the only way that consent works.
1: We should do a whole consent thing.
0: We probably do. We probably should have That should have been Episode number one yeah. We fucked up <laughs> So yeah Okay cool We'll do an actual episode On consent I think that would be Really important We need to make it like a, a Consent is cool Do you know what's <laughs> worse About that When you try to make Something cool It immediately makes it Not cool
1: <laughs> There's a really cool Video online The tea drinking one That's quite good For consent
0: Yeah okay yeah. Alright Go on google Tea drinking
1: For yeah, consent like cons- Yeah consent video tea Or something like that You'll find it
0: Okay So um, talking about you've got some lube, you've started playing with your mouth or your finger on the rim, the outside of the butthole, maybe massaging the perineum. (laughs) And then you might have inserted a finger and it's like a pinky and you're just holding it in there. Something that I've done, which was really fun, I think I've done it once with you, is if you're riding a guy and you've got the spinal mobility, To rotate around and get a finger in between his legs and inside his butthole while you're fucking him, that's super fun. You will potentially not be able to turn in the opposite direction for the next two days because you might pull something, but it is a fun move to do. It just requires you to be um, quite good at multitasking because you have to be like simultaneously riding and bouncing up and down on him while you are sliding a finger in between his cheeks. Or at least rubbing on the butthole, maybe grabbing the balls. There's so much that can happen. So you could kind of be in like a squatty position, unless you're really good at like bouncing up and down from your knees on on a cock. I'm into it. Greg's into it. (laughs) Greg approves. Do you consent?
1: Uh, Fuck yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good enthusiasm. Okay, so if you've got a finger in and you're holding it in, then the next step might actually just to be go deeper. To to be to go deeper. So if you've got like first knuckle in, you might then go to second knuckle and then all the way in. And then if you've done the pinky, you might advance to index or middle finger and kind of go from there. I find middle finger actually works best just in terms of like getting the other fingers out of the way. So you're not fucking jamming your index finger to someone's cheek or pinky finger to someone's, I don't know, crack. Um, So middle finger kind of works. And then what you can do is if that's good and they've relaxed and they're enjoying it and you're hearing kind of moans or good noises or they're smiling and they're like, fuck yes, keep going, is you might start putting pressure from the just the pad of your finger up. doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be really hard. It's just soft little presses with your pad. It's kind of like the tap that you would do when you're tapping on your keyboard on a computer. So just kind of like tapping lightly, softly, slowly. And then if you want to build up from there, you might pull in, pull out. Pull in, pull out, push back in, tap, pull out, push in, tap. And then you've kind of got this like in and up motion going on. And it's, I would almost say it might be a little bit similar to what you would do if you're trying to make a girl squirt, where it's like kind of in and up. It's like that come hither motion, a little bit of come hither. But just like with girls trying to make them squirt some people get real aggressive with the come hither because that's all they know about squirting and so they just end up trying to like push their fingers out through your stomach from inside of your vagina and it's it's actually not super comfortable same thing with if you're going to do the come hither in the butthole just do it lightly and if you wonder if they would like more maybe ask use your words be like hey does that feel good do you want more and then if they're like yes You go, okay, cool. You do more and you're like, is that good? More or less. And then you give them the option. I remember someone giving me this feedback actually. They were like, oh, I really liked how when you're trying to negotiate in the bedroom or not negotiate, find out what someone likes rather than saying, what do you like? What are you into? Do you like this? You say, would you like more or less? Would you like fingers or tongue? Would you like me to press harder or press lighter? Do you want fingertips or do you want fucking fist? Aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) where you give them the option to choose from. So they don't really have to do a lot of thinking. They don't have to consider what their answer is going to be. They don't have to try and shape their answer in a way that makes it feel like they're not giving you criticism. They don't have to try and placate you. Like They can just say, oh, it's this or it's that. And there's nothing positive or negative. It's just the answer that helps them solve their problem kind of thing. So giving them a this or that question, if you're trying to figure someone out in the bedroom, is the best way to create a little GPS system for yourself. So this or that question's around harder, softer. Do you like it when I move? Do you like it when I don't move? Don't we just hold it in there? You like that? Yeah, you do. You fucking like that. Take it, you bitch. <laughs> okay. So then you might progress to toys. And it's kind of the same process. Start small, start without movement, use a lot of lube and let someone relax. We did actually have a, an experience with someone where I have a couple same thing, I have like three stainless steel butt plugs where it's like small, medium, large. And I think I had I think I had the medium one out and I was pressing it in and like <laughs> this is getting real vivid right now. So, lubed up had been warmed up with fingers and started pressing this in and pressed it in slowly. And like, as I press a toy in or if someone's pressing in a toy to me or, you know, with anyone, it's always nice to have like a hand on you somewhere else or someone like kissing you or just like, just making sure that you're okay. Um, I think if you're trying to play with the butt and you're really aggressively stimulating the clit or like sucking on the nipples or making out, it can actually be too much kind of input, kind of like Greg said, with like somebody throwing a finger in and moving it really quickly while you're also fucking there's actually a lot going on and it can cause you to just tense up more so it's a hand on the butt or hand on the hips or hand on the body somewhere that's just softly kind of not doing anything maybe stroking and then pressing in slowly and it's like hey just breathe just relax for me and you can kind of walk them through it and for a guy like and even a girl I think it's a really nice moment to be the caring dom Like you're in charge, you're taking control, but you're also being super considerate and giving them time to just adjust to this thing that's being pushed inside their body. So it's a slow press in, you don't do it fast. And then what happened in this situation, she was like, ow, that hurts. And so immediately stopped, pulled it out and we're like, hey, like you're good, just relax, just chill out. And we actually reversed down a size and pulled out another toy and that was totally fine. And then in the end, we did go back to the bigger one. It was just that we had to adjust on the fly and it was like, no big deal. We didn't even comment on it. It was like, hey, we'll just stop, relax, started playing some other things. And then it was like, hey, can I use this toy? And it was all good to go. So just being like giving someone an opportunity to give you the feedback rather than trying to do it while other things going on and they potentially can't give you feedback or can't even just relax and figure out if they're okay or not.
1: I think the thing you said about having a hand on someone, like, you know, I was going to say for guys, but I think for anyone, like pay attention to how people's bodies move. Like Mm. if you, if you've got a hand on someone and you can feel that they've tensed up their breath and they're not breathing or, their, their muscles tense up and, and this isn't just for doing anal, but just in general, like if feeling their body and how it reacts to your touch is just as important as listening to sound, the body might actually tell you more. So pay attention. Like And, and I think that hand on them can be good and comforting for them, but it's also another messenger for you in how their body reacts to what you're doing. Um, so yeah, pay attention to that because I think it's a huge thing that doesn't really get talked about in sex a lot is You know, feeling someone's body and how it reacts. Like, I think people do talk about sounds and listening for that, but I think. Yeah, the body will will give you a lot of messages. On you can see it if something is good or bad.
0: You can see when someone's tense, right? Yeah. It's like it's like same thing with how someone carries themselves when they're walking. Like, you can ask someone to just breathe and relax, and you watch them drop their shoulders and relax their belly, and everything goes calm again. So you do need to pause and stop and give them that chance to do that, and then also it gives you the chance to observe them and and check in and see if they're okay. Um, especially because they're potentially like face down in the bed and it's a little bit harder to communicate. They might be scrunching up their face and you can't see their face immediately, so you need to be looking for the other signs. Um, So, you know, you were talking about negative experiences and there are so many stories of negative experiences and I would argue that a lot of them, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are probably from people trying to go too fast Mm. and someone trying to rush to like just cock and anal and cock and anus and like fucking penetration hard movement big object like maybe not as much lubes as is needed and just like throwing someone in the deep end my experience with anal is that you can warm up to almost <laughs> almost anything <laughs> but you can warm up and then your butt once it relaxes it stretches out really nicely and if i feel uncomfortable having vaginal sex for whatever reason i might be ovulating my cervix might be lower the, it might just be my period I can get around any discomfort by going to anal. And it's actually a really nice alternative. Like if there's any, ever for any reason, like I just don't feel like doing P and V, P and A is such a good alternative. You warm up a little bit, you stretch it out a little bit, it gets you become aroused, you have to be aroused, you have to be relaxed, and then boom, you can have penetration and it's super fun and it feels really good. And you can have amazing orgasms and amazing normal orgasms with clip penetration as well as anal or just anal on its own. Um my orgasms with anal are super fun and super big and I thoroughly enjoy them. Um and I think everybody should experience those orgasms.
1: I, I think what you said the thing I think about it that is like, you know, for, for people that haven't done it much or haven't done it at all, it's like vaginas are made for sex. It's like, so I think it is a little bit easier. Like, yeah, you need to warm someone up still and still the same rules apply, but your butt isn't meant for sex. So it's like you do need, in order to get it ready for that, because that's mm. not clearly what it's for, there is more involved in getting it ready and making sure it is relaxed and is prepped and all of those things. So yeah, I think like if you just treat anal sex, like it's vaginal sex, that's when you're going to lead to a really bad experience is Mm. by, is by not considering like, this is a different thing. And I need to take a little bit more time, make sure they're more relaxed and all of those things. So.
0: And the process will improve the better you are at helping someone relax. So in a relationship with someone, if you're playing regularly, regularly together, then the process from asking them if they want to do butt play that day, asking them if they'd like to do anal to actually cock in anus could be first time, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe more. And you can enjoy that buildup. But when they are much more familiar with you, they relax much quicker with you. That process could be five minutes. Like it can be quicker. Like with you, we can jump straight to PNA if I'm in the mood because I can just relax and get into it. And it feels really hot to jump to that step. Mm. It's the same thing for me. It's the pet taboo thing, like the slutty thing. I'm like, I really like that sometimes. But there are other times when I'm like, I just want to be warmed up and I'm like, no movement, just butt plug or hey just use this and just hold it you know like I can be like just just this that these things um, until I relax and then I can get into it and that's something I've noticed as well it's like as you're progressing through these steps sometimes there are moments of a little bit of discomfort and often for me it's just a reminder to just relax get into it but if I can't get into it then I'll ask to do something else So I don't think it's, I don't know if it's ever happened with you, but like, it's always in the back of my mind. If I feel a little bit of discomfort, I'm like, uh, is this going to pass? Is it just like me warming up still? Or do I need to opt out right now? Um, and I don't think I've gotten to a point where I need to opt out because usually I just need to relax and just like breathe and just enjoy it. And like, sometimes for me actually moaning more and I, I, you know, we can have a whole, we can do a whole episode of moaning, but Releasing some of that energy, if, if it's pent up, it's if it's tension. Having a bit of a vocal release for me is actually really good, and just getting into that pleasure slut character and just like going out and going big, that can help me relax into it and get get into it and, and be turned on by it rather than feel a little bit of discomfort, get a little bit tense, be waiting for it to like loosen up, and and then suddenly I'm like I'm not fucking getting there, and I'm in my head and I'm thinking about it and I'm not enjoying it, so getting into character, relaxing, having some kind of release, whether it's vocal or just getting into that pleasure slot character for me, like whatever the energy is for you. So just kind of being aware that the timeline for this is going to be different. The person you're doing it with is going to change things and it doesn't have to be a 30 minute process, but it also sometimes definitely shouldn't be a three minute process. Like it really is going to change for everybody and and experimenting and and figuring it out and and observing changes and observing what what you experience and, and what you've figure out on the way is going to be the best the best way to make decisions around doing things with your butthole (laughs) i think that's us yeah i think that's like a really nice little 101 anal butt play episode yeah is there anything you'd like to add
1: no i don't think so i think that's good yeah i think just take it slow i think the same thing goes with men and women I think for guys like there is that just like we talked about that sort of like uh you know uh, some sort of i think for some guys like homophobia kind of stuff Mm. to get through but um you know if if guys do kind of get past that and like there's pleasure there and it's like if if you're willing to let down some of those barriers it's like it's another way you can experience pleasure in sex that isn't to do with your penis
0: and don't worry about if it makes you gay or not, that's the homophobia coming out and the fear. Yeah. And it doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah, like putting it literally doesn't you, have to mean it anything. It
1: doesn't make you gay. You're not going to wake up the next day, like wanting to just have a pen. Your yeah. Mouth, you're so. still, you. you're yeah. still you. You're still you.
0: You're still into the same stuff. You just get this access to new pleasure. Mm. Like that's all it is. You just get access to like new levels of excitement and interesting pleasure and ways to connect with other people and do physical fun, naughty, slutty things. That's it. That's a wrap. Cool. Thank you guys. Thank
1: you.